Alex. <sighs> Alex, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just, dude. I'm, 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 I'm just. I'm going through a ritual right now. What was that popping noise, Alex? What happened? Dude, I'm just... It's my God-given right, all right? <laughs> okay. All right. I guess. <sighs> Are you ready to do the podcast now, buddy? Okay, yeah. I just I just finished. Okay. Welcome to Space is Fake, the podcast. Transmission incoming. From outside this world. This is uh, Kenny. I'm Kenny. Hi, my name is Alex. I'm a new guest on the show. An alien threat. Houston, we've got a problem. What space is fake? Say again. There's nothing out here. What space is fake? Say again. There's nothing out here. What space is fake? Say again. Houston. Space is fake. That's the name of the podcast. Say again. Today we're going to be covering um, some uh, strange Christmas traditions. Uh, the first one is the Kaganer. Yeah, it's uh, what I was just doing. Yeah, yeah, that's celebrating Alex my was, Christmas tradition. He was demonstrating his Christmas spirit. Um, so. Yeah, um, so we're going to be covering the Kaganer and then just some more things related to that, uh, kind of uh, on on the topic of shit. Yeah. Um, so, um, if you if you haven't heard of the Kaganer, um, I don't blame you. I hadn't either. Uh, essentially, it is a, a, a Catalan tradition um, in the uh, their nativity scene, and it's a dude that's just sitting next to the nativity scene uh taking a shit just squatting taking a shit on the ground um it's pretty amazing honestly yeah so when i so so for those of our listeners who may not know uh what a cut catalan or, or uh, catalonia is part of spain it's uh, a region in spain you've may have heard about their their efforts to uh become their own country they want to secede from that union uh probably has something to do with their uh wanting to openly take shits um (laughs) (laughs) probably not but uh, spread these rumors about yeah yeah we're not a political podcast uh so let's let's not right uh but yeah so they they celebrate uh the nativity the birth of christ seen through these elaborate uh kind of home built scenes uh, of whole towns where one of the characters in the play is the catalan uh worker the traditional workers wearing the red garb and the uh red beret la beretta i don't know what they call it uh i i have it down here in my notes uh a baratina oh baratina it kind yeah. of i i mean no disrespect but it kind of looks like a smurf hat it is well that's a, what a beret is yeah so it's, it's on an unrelated side note that's why in, these are like in my super country berets though they're like it's yeah, like yeah. a beret and like then... you're meant to be able to wipe and then so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like like in my country the UN forces we we call them the Smurfs because they wear the blue 
blue berets or blue helmets if they're in active engagement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in, in Catalonia, they they have this nativity scene, um, and it's actually kind of intense. Uh, so I asked a friend of ours uh, who probably for their sake remain nameless for now uh to tell me about it and, and uh, i was really like excited uh-huh. and i mean I, I read into the excitement through the facebook chat so i mean yeah you know but there were some smiley faces involved when i asked sure uh and uh someone who it is but anyways her dad basically builds their entire town's worth of houses and like everything uh in the nativity scene and then adds little figurines. And uh, he's also got, I saw a common point was a dude usually peeing in a river. I saw that across a few of the pictures on sort the Sort of internet. like a Calvin thing? Or, yeah, or are yeah. They say, or is it sending the message of fuck rivers? Or maybe like spice up the water, you know, <laughs> spice up the water supply. Um, but, and then what I, aside from the shit, little shitting man, what I really liked is that every day, the pieces get moved closer to Jesus. The shitting man? Or Every, all, everyone. everyone. All the oh, pieces okay. get moved closer to Jesus as the days to Christmas uh, kind of pass. And uh, just the amount of work that, like, if you... And, and she showed me pictures of what her dad had built. Like, I mean, it's it's like the size of your table here it's it's probably like almost a four foot by four foot scene just filled with little like figurines damn and shit. so they they actually have like a pretty intricate nativity scene a lot dude more he he custom built their like local church mm-hmm. to scale for their his nativity scene damn it's a they build nativity societies basically yeah. dude, <laughs> like real into it uh but yeah so when you brought this up to me uh the the idea or to talk about the little shitting man uh i got to thinking like what's the point wait before we jump into the overall meta of the shit verse okay there's a couple more things that i wanted to cover i gotta cover this log Oh Real yeah, quick, yeah. And then we can get into the fuller, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the extended um, shit universe. So, just a couple more notes on the Kaganer. Um, it's apparently it's uh, considered unlucky to exclude him from a nativity scene uh, because his poops fertilize the ground and bring fortune and happiness for the upcoming year. Which yeah, I did. I did read lovely. that it's uh, having good crops was real important, and having fertile land was kind of important for good crops so in order to have fertile land shit you got to fertilize indeed um and then um uh, in some so the the kind of classical interpretation of him is he is wearing the uh, baratina uh but in the more some of the more modern interpretations uh feature feature a uh shitting celebrity or politician mm-hmm which is kind of interesting yeah so uh, th- there's not a youtube channel yet but they interviewed this uh shop that's been making the el caganer for for like ever it's their family tradition uh-huh. and uh they decided to they, they were kind of the pioneers of making uh like presidents into it and so they had like one of angela merkel and uh macaroon 
<laughs> and uh, one of the, the Emmanuel mo- Macron. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, one of the the most popular ones was uh, of Barack Obama. Nice. Uh, like people people go specifically there and like will buy like there there was this one lady she was like yeah I got to buy like four or five to send back home. Yeah, you you have to. I um, mean, honestly, if I was if I was a president and somebody made a, a little shitting man out of me, I'd kind of be honored. Dude, I I don't <laughs> I mean, need I don't to think... be the president, but if there was a El Caganero shit, I will pose for it. Yeah. Facial features and all. In real time, yeah. You'll Dude. sit there while someone chisels it out of stone. Dude, 100%. Yeah. You you can pour concrete around me to just get I'll be, a life-size feed, model. Feed me laxatives. I'll just be constantly shitting so that you can get the actual action yeah. realistically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's going to take a while because they're going to be chiseling, ch- just chiseling. Well, it's away. it's a it's a to size, right? Yeah, it's like, going to it's uh, got to be true scale. To size. Yeah. It's, it's got to be to scale, or at least you know it's upscaled a bit. If anything, right. if anything, it should be right. at least you know that way you can two like, to one. Show all the I'm, I'm the one. It's the two. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I'm saying. Show all the all the details uh, <laughs> for everyone to see. So, in my research of the, uh, I've been saying Kaganer. That's a pretty white way of saying it. How, I mean, it's how a little been, washed. How have, you, how have you been saying it? Uh, so th- the way I pronounce it is uh, El Cagnero, but, you know, I don't really know. I mean, uh, that sounds a lot better than what I've been saying, but I don't know if I can do that with my mouth. El uh, Cagnero. Uh, so in my research of the uh, shitting man, um, I came across the Tio de Nidal, which means Christmas log, which is another really mm. festive, awesome tradition um and essentially so um on december 8th they bring out this log that's okay it's not i mean i know we're it's shit talk right now but we're talking an actual oh, so wooden, 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 wooden log. log um and uh and it, it's essentially like a pet rock for it's like a okay. festive pet rock <laughs> And in some of the more modern interpretations of it, they've got like a face drawn on the flat end, like the cut end of the log. Oh, so, so give it some personality. Yeah, and it's got, they give it four legs made out of sticks. And it just sits next to the fireplace, which is, I think, a little bit foreboding if you're giving this log personality. Don't sit next to the fireplace, the yeah, incinerator it's of its family. But anyway, uh, so... Starting on December 8th, uh, the log is brought out, and uh, every night the children feed it like scraps, like, you know, quote unquote, feed it. Yeah. Uh, they just like play feed it scraps uh, from dinner, I assume. Okay. Uh, and then they, they like put a blanket on it to keep it warm. Mm-hmm. And they do that every night until Christmas Eve. And on Christmas Eve, they take it from the fi- from next to the fireplace and if they have a fireplace i some of the stuff i read was actually saying the fireplace part is not that common anymore because it's not super common for people to have a fireplace yeah it's pretty involving to build one so i yeah. imagine so they with... just kind of take it into like the common area where you yeah. celebrate uh christmas and probably they... like a bucket or something yeah and they um the the children all go into a separate room to pray Okay. That the, that the, uh, to the patron saint of the log? That the log is going to bring them good gifts. Okay. And I've kind of buried the lead here because the log, it shits out the gifts because you've been feeding it for a month. 
and also just, the gifts kind of like just churn in packs, its belly. Yeah, it packs into like a really solid thing that that wound, so, winds up so being it's gifts. Like, Santa. Yeah. So the kids go into the other room and pray, and then they heat up their their sticks. They they've each got a stick, right? Mm-hmm. And in during that time, the uh, parents kind of make the magic happen and put some uh, some you know stuff around or inside of the back of the log. Okay. And then the kids come in, and with their heated up sticks, they beat the log and demand that it shit. <laughs> they did, they command it to defecate, and there's a song that goes along with it, and I didn't tell you about this before. So it goes, "Cagatio, cagatoro, avellanas y mato, sino cagues be et dare un cop uh, de basto cagatio," which means okay, yeah, tell me, shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts, and mato cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. <laughs> oh my god dude so it's like a combination of like a pinata and mr <coughs> hanky the christmas poo and like that i you got to think of mr hanky the christmas poo when you hear about this thing and i maybe it was maybe I, my thoughts were poisoned because i saw these pictures and like come on dude that looks like hanky yeah I, you can't I, it doesn't again we're really good at doing stuff that doesn't translate well into podcasts but if i mean if you just look up this uh um uh, the tio de nadal yeah the um, picture on wikipedia. the picture on wikipedia is pretty good it's definitely i mean and i i i did some further research and it's suspected that this did inspire yeah. hanky the christmas poo yeah i wouldn't um, be, i wouldn't be surprised at which all. is amazing i i just you you think there's so many things that I thought were just South Park jokes that ended up being really yeah. close to real life. Almost nothing in South Park is original, I think. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I don't want to get I don't want to get into a, a, a tangent, but I yeah. I thought Nambla was a South Park joke. Oh, did you? Until like a year ago. Oh Jesus, no. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I didn't know. It's it was real anything. morbid. Yeah, so that was that was basically all I had for the uh, shit log. I just fucking that song is amazing. Just one more time, it's shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts, and mato cheese. <laughs> if you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. <laughs> shit log. It's just really good, dude. It's so just... I I really want to know like where this originated from, uh, <laughs> and, and I, there's not a whole lot. So for our listeners, if you uh, if you know if you have any information on the origins of this, I would love to know. I mean, we know that it, it's that it originates in Catalonia, but we just don't like. But why? Well, well right, yeah. So well, so we know where, and well, we know sort yeah. of when, but why? Well, they say they say that it's 18th century. Uh, 18th century was the first time that uh, the ritual. As it currently is, so included in the nativity scene, uh, worker shitting in the farms for the purpose of a better crop uh, next year and so on, that that was all started at some point in the 18th century. Now, what I thought was really interesting, though, was the find of the uh, Iberian votive uh, deposit. They found it near uh, Tornabos in the Orgil uh, I'm not really sure what that means. So history majors out there, clue us in. Feel free 
hit us up on our Patreon. Shit, come on the uh, show. Come on the show. <laughs> uh, but basically, it depicted a holy Iberian warrior defecating on his uh, falcata. The falcata was a sword that the Iberian uh, infantry uh, think like level 20 rogues. Okay. Slash fighters. So like level 40 characters. So what kind of sword are we talking here? Uh, like one it of the basically, blades? It, it looks like an elven sword, actually. That's so cool. it's like straight on top, then the blade dips, and then just kind of comes back. Uh, and, and apparently the way the falcata was measured, you would put it on your head and then bend the tip all the way down and then let go of it and if it snapped back into place while staying on your head it meant that it was perfectly balanced oh and shit. strong enough to like withstand everyday use while fighting romans right but these things are thin enough to like actually bend not that it really matters the whole point is that this guy, this thing is getting shit on right right so i and there's not um a lot of information as to what that depicts but there was a set of uh institutes that got into an argument they got into some shit over this <laughs> basically the institute uh, no of studies <laughs> yeah basically the institute i'm not gonna try to say this in spanish so i'm just gonna translate the institute of catalan studies got into a fight against the department of archaeology uh in the counselors of culture of the Generalitat de Catalunya, which I don't know how the, what you would translate Generalitat into, but basically two different factions of people that are just trying to figure out why we depict scenes of people shitting. Right. Um, because basically the first group, the Institute of, of Catalan Studies, was saying that these Iberian warriors, because they predate Catalan farmers taking a shit, and those depictions that that would supersede and thus be, I, I mean, no one, I couldn't find any sources on why they're, why depictions of shits were important, right? So I don't know what the beef was about. And I mean, but that one in particular, the soldier shitting on his sword seems like a bit of a kind of rebellion against the state. That's what I thought. Um, but they, in, in this short, and this is all Wikipedia material, so, you know, if you want, don't bash me for lack of research. But, yeah, we did our research. We went on Wikipedia. Yeah, but... It says here that, hi, reader in the U.S., it seems you use Wikipedia a lot. That's great. It's a little awkward to ask, but this Sunday we need your... Okay, yeah, that's the that's an ad. Yeah, yeah, you read that. <laughs> uh, well, so, yeah, basically, the whole shitting on the sword was just a pre-combat ritual, and, and when I think about, like, um, so in college, we had some uh, living room box matches. And uh, one of my friends went through the whole bout and uh, won against a bunch of dudes. And uh, the last match, he lost because you had to take a shit the whole time. Uh -huh. He got hit in the stomach oh, yeah. and couldn't hold it. Yeah. And uh, Did he shit him? Did he shit his no, 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 no. He just, he just, he just walked out. away. Yeah. And, like, he was winning the fight. Uh, he he tapped out or he 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 tapped out. He 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 tapped out to tap into the toilet. He tapped out uh, to crap out. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, we are not funny. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you're not coming here for our uh, golden comedy <laughs> hour. But uh, but yeah. So, anyways, in thinking about that, okay. So 
pre-combat ritual, like you're going to fight, yeah, you got to take a shit, but why shit on your sword, which you're then going to use, unless you're going to like try to inflict wounds that like get infected? Yeah, and I get that, but like I you're feel just like walking around with a sword, with shit on it, shit all over it. Sure, right. Yeah, that seems like more of an inconvenience to yourself than anything else. But sure, I, you might give someone an infection, but I feel like if you want, if if you wanted to infect someone with a sword after inflicting a wound, just drag it through some dirt. Yeah, if you get shit on your sword, you're gonna be the laughing stock of the battlefield, dude. Plus, like, is that shit smell not gonna detract? Yeah, from your ability to focus. It would uh, for me, for sure. Because, because. In, I don't in, like so. Smells. So I ended up looking into like how they fought. A lot of the the Google search results that came up basically were mentioning a fight that Hannibal had against the Romans, where he used these soldiers as a, the bulk of the infantry in his in his military. And I don't. If I was in those troops, and there was a motherfucker next to me with shit on his sword, bro, get out of line. Uh, yeah, I like, question his ability like, to serve. Yeah, you, like, I don't need that. Yeah, court-martialed immediately. Dude, 100%. We're sacking all of your shit. Yeah. All of your war booty not belongs to us. Yeah. Hands down. I don't care if you're the best. I just, I, I don't see that. Um, I but feel we, like we, there's... To be fair, we have a very Western view of shit. That's what this whole experience has taught me. Right. That's, that's there's, very true. Like... In Catalonia, there's kids beating a, a, a log to make it shit so they can eat candy that, that comes out of its theoretical yeah, log bubble. That's bible. true. Like, and we, I think that's beautiful. We we go to the mall. We sit on Santa's lap, you know, and you ask for gifts. Your parents hear it if they didn't already know, which they probably did because they got all the gifts you're going to get on Black Friday because obviously that's when the sales are. Yeah. And that's the ritual. You go home, you go to bed, like maybe you have some eggnog and, you know, and you get that experience. Mm -hmm. um, if that's whatever, I don't know how. I wasn't a kid in the U.S. celebrating Christmas. Like I, I was past the whole Santa is real thing, you know, so I don't know how. They do Christmas in your country? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. But like. I heard like, that one song of the do they know it's Christmas at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, Dude, I'm not sure one, if anyone knows. One Christmas, one Christmas, uh, my mom just didn't want to buy like little gifts for all the, the kids that would come over for like the dinner or whatever. Uh -huh. So we just basically took um, little laundry clips and just clipped money on the Christmas tree and with basically a sticky note to a person's name just to make sure that everyone's kind name of had a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, just it's like go take a five spot. It wasn't a lot hard. of money. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I'm going to give you candy or here's money to buy, uh, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, like, the whole, like, dude, when I was six years old, I saved up enough money. It was, like, it was probably, like, uh, 300 German marks. This is, like, 94, 95. Uh-huh. And, you know, for, for all, all, all of you fact-checking us, feel free to look up how much German marks were worth. Yeah, fucking fact-check us, bitches. Uh, try yeah, try yeah. us. Get, get, your, get your Patreon subscriptions money's worth. Yeah, get, uh, whip out your little calculator, you little fuck. 
fucking fact check us i'm like staring down the microphone as if <laughs> yeah, yeah well you gotta get into it right it's it's the nicholas cage podcast we just did you know we're a real method about this yeah um but yeah so i spent it on a on a gif right and and it was like a pirate ship lego thing and after that uh yeah i just like didn't really do the whole wrapping up christmas presents thing yeah and then shortly thereafter uh i just stop caring about getting gifts on christmas i mean as you can see by my apartment i'm not a very festive man yeah yeah yeah. um so so all of that to say right um that yes in the west christmas traditions may not involve taking a shit not certainly not enough uh but in that part of europe and uh we should note that some of these rituals take place in places like Mauricia, uh, parts of France that border Spain. I think Northern Italy was mentioned. Uh, in the in the notes of Wikipedia at the very bottom, which I thought was interesting, there are references to the little shitting man in German and like two other languages, which I thought was really funny. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't explore it further, so I don't... You know, I imagine it was probably them being derogatory, but like, I mean, our Christmas traditions actually all come from the pagan rituals of like the Germanic people with the Christmas tree, Tenenbaum, all that. So, you know, it could be like if there was no significance to taking a shit on your sword or, you know, putting literally that figurine, there's a city in Catalonia where... They, their nativity they, there's like these signposts i watched uh-huh. this on a youtube video and they have the shitting man in one of these like elaborate art design things that they put in the city uh-huh. and then in 2000 it was either 2005 or 6 the there was a city was it, it was barcelona i think they had commissioned uh an artist like they do every year to build a nativity scene and he didn't he or she i don't know didn't put the shitting man in it. That's a big faux pas. Dude, they boycotted the city and rioted against it. Good. And and so basically the city, to save themselves, said, Oh, the person we had to commission this had all creative freedom to design the nativity scene. And they decided not to include it. Which I think is a, is a shitty way to slide out of having to deal with the shit that you caused you know yeah i get how governments work yeah it's what he's trying job. to do he's trying to bouge it up he's trying to be like oh right we don't shit we're fancy no yeah, yeah. no you shit no. that's why this guy's here he's to remind you everyone knows it's fun um <laughs> <laughs> shit really is fun dude i mean i don't know about you but i love my pooping rituals in the morning yeah i know a friend of ours that loves his pooping rituals also uh we won't mention his name because he's a good person but uh is this a friend of ours that, that we worked with yeah yeah, yeah. This is... he, he had a great oh my god he had this uh this line about uh it ain't a crime to poop on company's dime or something like that. Yeah. I forget I what it was know, exactly. I'm pretty sure I know who was Yeah, about you, you do, you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a, it's a fun activity. 
and it's enjoyable and also healthy. What I will say is I kind of feel like the more I research this, the more I got it, the more I understood kind of why. This is just a theory, but like, so this is this is all kind of related to like Christmas, right? Which is yeah. sort of related to just like a end of the year solstice, right? You're about to start the new year. Yeah, so it's like post-harvest rituals. Like everything is dead, right? But also renewing itself, right? So shitting on something not only like nourishes the soil and stuff, but it also is like a form of release. So yeah. it's almost like you're you're letting go of something, and then you're going into the new year yeah. and the out stuff with you the let old, of, in with the new, right? And the shit you cleared out is now helping nourish the 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 future shits that you'll create in the new year. I it's kind of cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really, I, I like that, um, I like that predisposition towards the subject, uh, and I think our listeners would probably agree. Uh, but I, I really wanted to see if I could find more information on ritualistic pooping, uh-huh. um, and surprisingly, surprisingly, there is not a whole lot, and by that I mean. I only found one. Okay. Well, that's, uh, it's a crime that there's not a lot. And I, I want to read it. Go ahead. It's from the Rite of Ritual Defecation book. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's real magic with a K. Dot tripod.com for those interested in the original source material. Yeah, you're going to want to check this shit out. Uh, there is a disclaimer at the top uh, that I'm going to let you experience yourself okay but uh here it is tools and materials required one holy h-o-l-e-y as in a whole sacrificial bowl so is that a bowl that just has is it like a sieve uh well they do do elaborate on it to call it a common toilet that has been dedicated to magical with a k work Okay. Ceremonial tissue paper. In rolls, preferably two-ply. Deodorant spray. And the usual sacrificial offerings appropriate to this rite. If necessary, an empty tissue roll may be used as a temporary wand. So with these tools... I I have all of these tools. With these tools, you can uh, practice this rite of ritual defecation anywhere you are. So... To always be ready, make sure to buy yourself a kit. And there has to be a toilet nearby. That's the one caveat, right? Well, there, there needs to be a holy sacrificial bowl. bowl. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you could get a portable holy sacrificial so, bowl. So you can, you can figure it out, essentially. I mean, if you want to be like the Catalan Baratina, you could just find a field. Yeah, and that still qualifies, to be clear. This is primarily a personal ritual and thus however you satisfy the next uh 10 commandments of this ritual uh-huh. is up to you okay um what are the 10 it's a it's a very western look on on the thing right freedom anyways <laughs> number one secure and clear the ritual space in the usual manner by closing and preferably locking 
for security. Security is important. That is, absolutely. You don't want anyone walking in on your ritual, interrupting the magic. Right, exactly, exactly. If they break the magic, it's over. You have to start from the beginning. Yeah. So you want to start by closing the chamber door and then perform your preliminary banishings according to one's traditions. So you have to make sure no evil spirits are present. Got it. You know, personally, I do that by washing my hands first, uh, you know, making sure that my holy sacrificial bowl is clean. See how I do it is I just go into the bathroom and I like Kramer style bust in. Oh, nice. and I go, hey, hey. Um, and that usually scares them off. Good, good, good. I don't good. know if that's by the books, but that's just how I, I do I mean, it. it's, you know, you're writing your own book here. <laughs> uh, and then you want to assume the proper position. For instance, perched aloft the magician's throne. Magician's throne. There's a C and a K in there. Uh-huh. in the appropriately semi-disrobed fashion. Now, there is no compromise here. You have to be semi-disrobed. You can't. Ready for number pants two. On. Yeah. Semi-disrobed, though, could you be shirt off, pants on? It doesn't specify. So whatever semi-disrobed oh, so means you might to be you. able to still make this magic happen. So, like, sometimes I just, I'm just rocking a robe. <laughs> 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 let's move on to number three okay then you'll want to proceed and activate and open the corresponding energy centers your root or first chakra that's the butthole right i don't know it doesn't explain i think i think your root chakra is your butthole i'm not really a uh, yogi master so i'm not either but i'm, I'm not about uh, to look it up i you know i'm not ready for this ritual myself there's still some prep work that has to go into this for me to effectively uh, commence the ritual. Uh-huh. But basically, once you activate and open these centers. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's like your gooch. Sweet. Basically, your spine, pelvic floor. I mean, it's basically, it's essentially, we'll just call that your butthole. Mm. Your butthole is the inside of that chakra for sure. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so once you've you've opened that for the auric purification and any other energy to be done, if you're having trouble, you can use a previously learned grounding exercise and then systematically open the other chakras to ensure proper energy flow through the auric sphere. So you're basically going Super Saiyan now, uh-huh. which is uh, what I was uh, starting to do at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Once ready, the magician may concentrate all negative emotions and tensions, such as anger towards people or situation, sadness, depression, and then direct all of them into the ritual offering, which is still to be formed, formed in its entombed position held securely within the grasp of the magician's rectal sphincter. Got it. While vibrating... Any, any and all appropriate names, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, the magician should then deposit the ritual offering into the holy sacrificial bowl, thus releasing them from his body or her body and purifying the energy field. <laughs> the sign of the excretor may be used while releasing the offering. The sitting version of of the sign of 
enterer is is essentially the sign of the exerter and a more accurate version of the sign of silence and that is the uh harpocrates sitting upon a lotus may be used to cut off the flow of energy after each release so essentially what you're going for is for the stop and pump motion okay stop and pump stop and pump motion as fueled by any sources of negativity in your life if it's in the morning obviously that might be from the night before if it's in the afternoon maybe you know you had a shitty coffee and donuts at work and you just got to get through through those sensations you're channeling all the bad gugas inside of you exactly exactly right you want it to be filtered through the earth reabsorbed and cleansed to then grow and, and nurture something better it's probably you know the whole log thing yeah um while doing this you should visualize the emotional tensions which were concentrated into each offering as being permanently released from one sphere of consciousness only to be dissolved over time in the septic waters which carry away impurities towards their return to the source of all meditation on the significance of this cycle of endless return may also prove beneficial later. So yeah, so what I was just talking about, the future reaping of fruits that you will be able to do right? because of the initial offerings. You drop in seeds. Exactly. With your poops. Yes. You reap what you sow. Yeah. Now, if the magician is lucky enough, the holy sacrificial bowl corresponding to water and a larger version of a common ritual chalice may deem him or her worthy of the anointing of a watery kiss upon his root chakra after a particularly substantial release. This may also help to alleviate any initial pain or irritation that may have been experienced in that area. Pain is a part of life, and often it's encountered when dealing with one's inner turmoils, tensions, and unresolved emotional conflicts. So they're saying the splashback is like the it's like the um, uh, the silver lining. Well, so it's more cloud. as you're as you are giving your offerings, mm-hmm. the holy sacrificial bowl, communing directly with the source of all things true, mm-hmm. is rewarding you with calm and smooth receiving of water. Right. Towards the origin it's, of your it's, offering, it's recognizing that that uh, that birthing all of this might have been a painful experience right, for you, right. and it's delivering a little bit of salve to that wound. Right, and to that, now that I think about, you know, we have toilets with with uh, they call them bidets. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, it's a toilet that is able to wash away the the the. Um, remains really it's just the extra step to make sure all of your offering is taken right um you know so so maybe technology really is um uh catching up to to the rituals of of, you know healthy living but once you uh once you finish this step if you're lucky enough 
you should then perform the final cleansing with the ceremonial tissue and then send all of the offerings on their way to return to the source, assured all the while of your emotional tensions being dissolved over time in the septic waters of creation and renewal. Then, once again, you're fully robed, you want to perform the proper rituals to close the ceremony out according to your tradition and to banish with the odorizing spray any lingering evil spirits that may have returned. Right. And in the final step, you want to cleanse the hands in the usual manner and then return to the world of people with the smug satisfaction that they are completely unaware of what you've really been doing in there the whole time. Damn. That's some that's that's a crazy ritual, man. It's it's also kind of nuts that we were able to uh in our podcast burn 15 minutes by just giving detailed instructions on how to take a shit. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed uh the last 15 minutes of yeah. of this podcast and the whole podcast. Uh and all joking aside, when I mean it really is interesting. Yeah. And I I get it as a basic human action like I do and and that being celebrated. I mean we celebrate plenty of other basic human actions. Yeah. Uh it just it blows my mind that that is in the nativity scene. I it kind of the re- it blows my mind too, but the reason it blows my mind is because I'm like I just I I can't imagine a culture where Christians are so cool. Well, right to put a shitting guy exactly. right next to Jesus. That's so exactly. cool. And they're like making a point of it too. That's yes, that's at the I think the the main kind of of it all for me is that the, the, it takes effort. Yeah. And and someone concocted this idea and then through 18th century marketing, yeah, branding, advertising, <laughs> like I don't know. I just can you imagine trying to talk your butt? Well, actually, I could see it. Trying to talk somebody into this tradition. Yeah, like if, if we if we sat on the I council, if we sat on like the high council of uh, 18th century Catalonia, and we were pissed off at the Spaniards for bringing in their Roman Catholic ways. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah I can imagine if we sat there and we were just like, dude, how do we fuck with these guys? Yeah, Take nativity scenes, bro. Yeah. It's shit all over that. Not only is this a new part of the nativity scene, it's fucking unlucky if you don't do it. If you don't do it, we'll fucking riot. How Dude, about that? Right. Rome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, do we have anything else about just an invitation if you know of this ritual uh more intimately <laughs> than we do? If you have more information, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if we if we get enough extra information on this of stuff that we didn't know, we might we could do a follow up episode or dude, something. Absolutely, it, it, this would be a lot longer if we could. I mean, I I would be open if there was enough content for it. I'd be open to doing a podcast entirely about this. About oh, hundred percent ritual shitting. Oh, dude. I mean, I I wanted to I, I wanted to really just have a complete uh, an episode full of substance on this but in the information available to me there's really 
we've already stretched the shit yeah. as much as we can. We've spread this shit out very thin on this little shit sandwich of an episode. Yes, we um, did. All right, so I think I found a perfect way to take us out. So without further ado, here we go. Bye, guys. Say again.